Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and thank you for joining in today. Last time we talked about the history of Druidry and we got into pagan practices and different forms of paganism and just kind of what the umbrella of paganism looks like and and what they work with in their spiritual practice. So today we're going to talk about kind of a weird subject. Um, You know, when you look at Druidry, there's or any spiritual practice, there's kind of a debate or a a misunderstanding that it, it has to be done one specific way. So you may look at it at Druidry and say, well, is it a religion? Is it a spiritual practice? You know, another weird question comes in, well, how does, you know, science or scientific understanding come into this? That, you know, can can they be interconnected? Can you integrate all of these into your spiritual practice or does it just have to be one thing? Does it just have to be religion? Does it just have to be a spiritual practice? Or do I just have to worship a specific god or goddess and, and that's all it's about? I would challenge you to kind of change your your interpretation and your approach to spiritual practices because a lot of times when you focus on one thing you you are keeping all of these other possibilities and other aspects of humanity out of it. And and I ran into that when I was trying to practice Zen Buddhism and other things like I I was doing one specific thing but it was kind of you know keeping everything else out and I felt disconnected from the world. So Druidry, a lot of times, in, and for me especially, the way I approach it is about integrating science and religion and spiritual practices all together. So when we look at what, what is science, you know, we all study science in school. Study, you know, generally science is the study of different processes, whether it's like biology, chemistry, physics, astronomy. You know, the goal of science is to understand the world from an intellectual standpoint. So then if we look at religion, what is a religion? Uh, religion is basically worship of a deity or a practice to worship some type of superhuman powers with a specific, or superhuman power with like a specific dogma attached to it. You need to read this book and do these things and act this way, and you will be you know whole on the inside. You know whether it's it's a single god or multiple gods or gods and goddesses. It's a system of belief or worship. And then if we move on to what is a spiritual practice. A spiritual practice might just be, you know, a way to connect to and develop a relationship with something or someone else, um, you know, from kind of your your inner spirit. That's where you're coming from. Um, it's a practice that connects your deeper inner self and your soul and spirit to something outside of you um, and to relate to that inner part of you. So you're connecting to something to get uh, something spiritual out of it. And when you think about Druidry, if you have read, you know, anything after we've been talking through this podcast... Druidry kind of takes all of these and incorporates them all together. So if we look at Druidry from a scientific perspective, you know, does it incorporate science? Absolutely. So how does Druidry incorporate science? Um, The the further you study about Druidry, um, you learn about herbalism. So you're learning about plants and tree lore and, and, and the science behind plants and how to use them in herbalism and tinctures and healing and the benefits of different plants. You're looking at astronomy. You know, learning about the solar calendar, 
the solar and the moon cycles, um, trees, you know, plant and animal taxonomy, so the organization and function of each tree and each plant. And there is so much information out there. This is a really hard hard part for me. I just it, I would love to get into it. I just don't have the time to, to deep dive plants and trees as much as I would like to. But a lot of people, that's just what they really enjoy. You know, and also looking at animals and their characteristics, uh, geology and, and the cycles of the earth, you know, tectonic plates and, you know, glacial movements and uh, the weather and the flow of the energies and magnetic fields of the earth and ley lines and magnetism. There's just so much, so much science that's involved in Druidry. So for, what does Druidry look like as a spiritual practice? Well, it, you can all, again, you can look at Druidry from just a spiritual practice if you want to. It could just be meditating in nature, you know, appreciating the connection and relationship between different environments. You know, you can look at the spirit of place or the spirit of ancestors. You can practice divination. You know, we talked about tarot cards and runes, the ohm, mirrors, the bowls of water. Um, you can look at and try to understand the spirit of animals and their characteristics, you know, connecting to the spirit of the trees and the plants or the spirit of the other world, you know, the fey folk or, you know, anything, anything spiritual and relating to your soul or inner being and how you can relate to that place is more of a spiritual practice. And as I said too, some, some people practice Druidry from a religious perspective. Um, for me, I wouldn't say I practice it as a religious perspective, but I do reach out to some gods and goddesses. Um, I specifically, when I did my initiation ceremony, I had an immediate connection to uh, Kernunos. Um, you can look Kernunos up. Uh, C-E-R, I'm going to spell it wrong, C-E-R-N-U-N-N-U-S maybe. Um, or And I also work with uh, Bridget, or St. Bridget. She's from... Um, the Northwest Celtic area as well. Um, she's actually, uh, I believe in Ireland, they now have made her a saint, and it, they have a Saint Bridget's Day, but before that she was a Druid goddess. Um, I for some, I just, with what I've been reading and, and understanding, I, I tend to relate towards the uh, Celtic gods and goddesses, the Celtic pantheon. Um, there, there are many others too, um, specifically in the Celtic pantheon, you know, like the Dagda, the Morrigan, Danu, uh, Lu, uh, L-U-G-H, uh, Caridwen, she, we'll, we'll get into Caridwen, she is a, a huge part of uh, many paths of Druidry. She is kind of the, the goddess of the Awen and where Awen and inspiration comes from. Uh, again, her name is Caridwen, C-E-R-R-I-D-W-E-N. Um, for me, I tend to lean towards, like I said, Kernunos. Um, if you look up Kernunos or the Horned God, uh, there's an old, like centuries and centuries ago, I want to say it was 2500 or 3000 BC, that's when it was aged to, they found a, um, a, I think it was like a metal bowl or an iron bowl, and it has a depiction of a Horned God. He's holding a snake and he's in one hand and a, what's called a torque, a T-O-R-C, a torque in his other hand. And a torque was a thing that you would wear around your neck, and it was a symbol of status. Uh, he's sitting cross-legged. There are deer and other animals all around him. So he is kind of seen as the the god of nature. And I, I really, like when I go into the woods, for instance, I'll, I'll you know, ask to, you know, help connect with the with Kernunos and, and the, the, goddess, the god of nature of that place and the spirit of nature. And I mentioned Bridget. Bridget is... 
the goddess of uh, poetry, inspiration, creativity, and blacksmithing. So she is about uh, forging your future and being uh, creatively inspired. And, and I tend to work with her as well. So again, some people see these deities as gods or goddesses to be worshipped and they believe they actually exist. Um, some believe that they are just metaphorical and they talk to them you know, for guidance or just the concepts that they represent. Or maybe use them for ethical guidance or just for symbolism. You know, so I would, you know, think about the similarities and the differences and how, how the, the interplay of science and religion and spiritual practice all come together. You know, if you are looking into Druidry and investigating what it can do for you, you know, the first thing to look at is what is it that you're looking for? Are you looking for a religion or a spiritual practice or just a way to connect with nature, just to understand your your role in the grand scheme of things? You know, looking at where you are coming from and what you want to get out of it will help you understand and how to apply Druidry to your life and what you want out of it. So one example, I was trying to think of an example where science and spiritual practice, you know, and maybe religion kind of all, all would come into play in one idea. You know, so visualize yourself standing uh, at a beach. You're at the beach where the sand meets the water, or if you're on a rough shoreline where the stone meets the water. And in Druidry, liminal spaces are very important. Um, L-I-M-I-N-A-L liminal. So a liminal space is a place in between two different realms. And at the seashore, and we'll talk about symbolism later, um, a big part of Druidry is land, sea, and sky. That's particularly important in uh, Welsh Druidry. And the number three is also very important, which we'll get into later as well. Um, so let's envision you're standing at a beach, and you're at this place where you're standing in the sand or on the stone, You've got the salty air waving in your face. You hear the waves. You feel relaxed. You know the water runs over your feet, and you can. It, you're you're in this liminal space where you're you're connecting with all three environments. You're on the earth. You also are at the water, and you also are in the sky, and all in one at one time. So we might think about this. Why do I feel so good in this environment? You know, is it is it just in my head? You know, some people would say this could be a religious experience. Well, when we look at it from a scientific perspective, um, research has shown that when people are at a beach like that, that they truly do feel better. And the reason is that there are negative ions in that space, in the air, from the churning of the air in the water, and you inhale these negative ions. They get into your bloodstream, through your lungs, they get into your capillaries, they're distributed throughout your body. These ions help your immune system, they help your metabolism, they neutralize free radicals. They increase the release of serotonin, which is that feel-good chemical. You know, so there's a lot of science at play. But then where does the spiritual practice or the religion come in? So it would be at that, that interplay between science and our emotions. You know, we have this scientific event happening, and then how we perceive it or decide to look at it is what decides what, what name we give to this experience. Some, again, would just be able to stand there and explain it from a scientific perspective. Oh, these, these ions are doing this, and they're getting into my body and making me feel better, and that's why I feel better. Okay, that's one way to look at it. Some would say it's a spiritual experience. You know, the spirit of this place is energizing me. You know, that's a spiritual experience. 
Others might say it's a religious experience and look at it, you know, the god or goddess of this ocean and the land and the goddess of the sky are here with me and, and, and invigorating me and helping me to, to, to heal and feel better. It really all depends on our approach and our perception to it. Um, and this could apply anywhere you go. However you approach that environment or that situation and acknowledge what is in front of you and the spirit of the place and the plants and the animals and the, and the trees and the weather and the earth and however you decide to relate to it is what helps you to decide whether you're having a spiritual experience or religious experience or just looking at it from a scientific perspective. So some people might ask, you know, why do these need to be separate? You know, can, can, I can, this is just a spiritual practice. This is just a religious practice. But I would challenge you to, again, to try to integrate all of these concepts. Decide how you want to use them. Look at it. What is your goal? What do you want to get out of Druidry? How do you want to relate to and perceive the world around you? You know, we have the ability to choose. We get to choose how we exist in the world and how we perceive it. And for me, Druidry has definitely guided me on a completely different path than I used to be on. And it makes me appreciate where I am and what I'm going through and the world that I live in and the people around me and my environment so much more than I ever have. So I hope this has helped and I hope you join again in the future. Thank you. Brown. Color. Diametrically opposed symbolism. Decaying leaves and life-giving soil. Shimmering dog fur and barren winter tree bark. Furniture and picture frames. Fuel for sustaining life. Desert sand and animal waste. Forest being sharing abundant knowledge. Spiritual foundation connecting all. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.